Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Are you thinking of starting a wedding business? If so, this episode is for you. Let's jump in. to the Wedding Procast UK. My name's Donna, I'm your host, and today we are talking about three challenges of starting in the wedding industry. So the wedding industry has often been something that people have been drawn to because of the the romance of it, because of the idyllic nature of a wedding, because of what it stands for and represents. People love to be around that, they love to feel that, and if you're like me, you love to have a good cry at it. So um, I absolutely adore weddings, and if you are anything like me, then you will feel the same way, that it is just such a delight to be part of a wedding day. You may well have been a wedding guest and thought, oh yeah, I could do this for a job. Well, being a wedding guest isn't a job, so um, you have to look at what you can do within the industry that you could make money at if you wanted to start a business. Now, obviously, the issue there is that we have a certain number of trades that are involved in a wedding day, so your choices are limited in comparison to just going out and getting a job. But If there is something within the wedding industry that you are particularly skilled at or something that you would like to learn and become skilled at, then the wedding industry is a delight to work in. However, it is not as fun and easy as being a wedding guest. The idea of the suppliers who are there on a wedding day, especially on the day, um, is to make it look seamless and effortless But I can tell you from experience that it is very much like that scene out of The Wedding Planner with J-Lo. Running between the pillars, trying to make sure that everybody thinks everything's fine when underneath she is paddling like a duck. Um, So yeah, it is not for the faint-hearted. If you get stressed easily, if you um, have any anxieties um, that crop up around crowded spaces, I would think twice about it. It's one of the reasons that I came out of the industry when my anxiety kicked in. It was something that I just couldn't take. So there are things to think about with regards to your personal needs as well as your skill set. So some of the challenges that people come across when they are starting in the industry. The first one is connections. So the wedding industry is quite a 
close-knit community in the fact that you will find pockets of people that always work together or, you know, work 90% of the time together. Um, And everybody kind of knows everybody in a particular area. And you will find that it can be a little bit difficult to kind of break into that circle. Um, Just like any friendship circle, really, it is always difficult to be the new person. So the way I would say that you need to look at this is uh, it's about building connections and building relationships. So head to networking events. They don't have to be wedding specific networking events, just general networking events. Wedding vendors go to these. Um, You will find connections and start making connections and friendships with people within the wedding industry before you've even set up your business. That would be my advice to you with regard to overcoming that challenge. If you can start to Find a group of people that you um, gel with, that personality-wise you connect with. This is going to put you in a good footing for when you want to start your business. So head to networking events, start making connections in the wedding industry. Even um, on Facebook, you know, if there are particular vendors on Facebook and Instagram that you like, start following them, start engaging in their um, posts and you know, after a while, maybe reach out in the DMs, say that you're looking to start in the industry and that you would love to do a one-to-one. You will find that um, there will be some people who are going to see you as competition and therefore are going to close down. That's on them, not on you. You are going to find that there are some people who believe in collaboration over competition and are going to be happy to see you come into the industry if you're coming into it in the right way. A lot of wedding suppliers get very nervous about new people coming in because a lot of times people will see the wedding industry as an easy way to make money. Um, a quick way to make money and coming into it from that perspective is going to rub a lot of the suppliers that are long in the industry up the wrong way. So if you are coming from the the right place, if you're coming from a place of wanting to add to the community, not just take from the community, if you are coming in with an open mind and a willingness to learn, then you are going to find that people are much more open to you. So that is definitely one of the biggest challenges is getting those connections going. So I would say start now, start before you are ready to start your business um, because it does take time to build connections. It does take time to build relationships and It is one of those things that a lot of venues, for example, have a list of preferred vendors that they've had for a very long time. They're not going to be looking at changing those out. Um, Right now might be a good time to be reaching out to venues, um, especially if you are well established in the industry or you've been in the industry for more than three or four years, because you're going to find that there are venues that have lost suppliers over the last two years and will be looking to fill in those gaps. So um, definitely on a complete side note, it would be good to reach out to those venues you reached out to before and see if they need anybody to cover that specific area that you are an expert in. 
But if you are new and up and coming in the industry and you haven't yet established um, yourself, then it is much more difficult to get recommended by venues. But if you have connections in the industry, if you have, you know, if, for example, you decide to become a cake maker and you're doing wedding cakes, if you are friends with a florist, if you are friends with a photographer, if you are friends with somebody who runs a venue or friends with a planner, then that gives you the network, the network that you can, you know, go to and ask for help when it comes to recommending you to their clients. Um, And that you might find is a better way to go about starting that Um, network for yourself rather than just heading to the venues and trying to get on their recommended list, which can often be very difficult. So number two is marketing. Now, when it comes to marketing your business, one of the biggest challenges um, people face is uh, is being too closed minded when it comes to marketing. Um, Everybody seems to think nowadays that social media is the way to market your business. Everybody needs a Facebook business page. Everybody needs to have an Instagram account, a TikTok, or, or, you know, be doing reels every day. That is where the world has kind of taken us to believing that that is the only way to market our business. And that can be a challenge because if you are new to the industry, then you don't have a ready-made audience. You don't have a page with a following. And starting from scratch, it takes time. So I would say that you need to look outside of social media to help you. And that's not to say don't start a social media um, account for your business. I think it can be valuable. Um, Definitely, if you're looking at running ads at any point, then you will need it. So it's definitely worth setting one up and having it there. But it is it's very difficult to build a following on Facebook these days organically. And therefore, you're going to have to put a lot of money into it. And it is how much money is that going to really bring you back? And I would say that you are better off um, not focusing on building that social media following especially on Facebook. Instagram's a little bit different. I feel like a lot of couples are on Instagram looking at the imagery and things like that. So it might be a better place to park yourself than Facebook. But definitely make sure that you are setting up your own website and having your own Google pull for people. So people don't often go onto social media and search for what they're looking for for their wedding. They will go to Google and search for what they're looking for. So if you can start ranking on Google, then that is probably a better place to be than being on social media or putting all of your focus on it. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't be on social media because it definitely forms part of your marketing plan. But the challenge is when you put all of your marketing plan into one basket, if anything goes wrong, you've lost your marketing strategy there. So it is good to have a versatile marketing portfolio. I would definitely talk to a marketing specialist about that. And I would certainly talk to somebody about website SEO because getting yourself up in those Google rankings will do you wonders as you get started. So the third thing is experience. I would say it is a big challenge in the industry to get experience in the industry. So when I started, 
um, I was already a photographer. I was already doing photographs for people, but I loved weddings and I wanted to get into weddings. Finding somebody to let me second shoot with them was not easy. And you will find this in any of the areas that, again, it is going back to that connection thing where um, there are a lot of people out there that are going to see you as competition, especially if you're needing experience. So you want to work with somebody who's doing something that you want to do. You are technically going to be in competition with them. So unless you are in a completely different niche, um, then that might open more doors for you. If you can be somebody who um, goes to suppliers and says, look, I know that you work with this type of bride and groom or um, this type of couple, um, but I am going to be working with this type of couple, but I really need to get some experience. Would you mind if I shadow you? Would you mind if I lent a hand doing a setup? Would you mind if I um, just came in and watched? And, you know, those kind of things, you are likely to get a better reception um, than if you say, I want to be a photographer too. Can I come and second shoot for you? And by the way, can you pay me £150 a day to do it? That's not going to go down so well. So, if you can approach it from the point of you want to learn from somebody who is more experienced, um, flattery will get you everywhere, um, then it is going to work more in your favour um, if you can sort of touch on those differences of what you're going to do versus what they do um, so that they can feel a little bit more comfortable and confident in sharing with you. Because it is hard when you have built up a business, um, especially if it is a, a well-established, successful business, somebody wants you to sort of spill all your secrets. Um, it is a little bit nerve-wracking. There does need to be a trust element in there. And I think that is where building these connections now before you're ready to start is really, really important. Uh, because if you have made connections with somebody said you're looking to start in the industry, you want to sort of get to know some people in the industry and then you're sort of meeting up with them and talking to them and sort of becoming friendly with them, then if you turn around and say to them, oh, would you mind if I come and shadow you? Or would you mind if I helped out? Then you're going to get a more positive response. And even if they're not in the niche that you want to go into, it is going to be better if they can recommend you to somebody than you going to somebody on cold. So for example, if you want to be a photographer and you've connected with a planner and you two have got a really good relationship going um, and you get on really well, uh, when you get to the point of saying, okay, I've got my website, I've got this, I've got that, I'm set up here, but what I really need is some experience of a real wedding day. Then going to your friend who's a planner and saying, is there any photographers that you could recommend me to, to second shoot for them for free so that I can get some experience? Um, and with photography, there is definitely a niche element to it. So, you know, if if it's sort of barn weddings that you want to shoot um, and you're going to get experience with somebody who only does hotel weddings, then, you know, that's good. 
but you really need to do a barn wedding as well because obviously the lighting situation is going to be pretty different in those two areas. So if you can get experience with somebody who's doing the thing that you want to do as well as outside of that niche, it gives you a more rounded experience. Um, and I would say that you need to do at least 10 weddings, um, real weddings, before you start shooting your own wedding. That is specific to photographers um, and videographers, but with the other areas, I would say you do need to have a few weddings under your belt as a apprentice slash volunteer before you actually set out on your own. So those are my three biggest challenges I see people facing when they're starting in the industry. It's building those connections and getting contacts within the industry that you can rely on and that you can help as well. The marketing on Facebook and seeing social media as the main source of marketing when there are so many other avenues um, I would highly recommend talking to a lady called Viv Guy. I will link her in the show notes. She likes to market without social media. So definitely somebody to follow there. And experience. Experience is so, so important because when you are dealing with somebody's one and only wedding day, you need to make sure that you are able to handle the pressure and the responsibility and know what to do if something goes wrong. Um, and that only comes with experience. So the more experience you can get under your belt, the better. That's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, then please do make sure you subscribe where you listen and consider leaving a review on iTunes for me. It really helps push the podcast to more fabulous potential wedding vendors like you. So that is it for this week. Join me next week for more from the Wedding Procast UK. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.